Let's welcome Justin as he comes up to share this morning. So good. I was just um, looking for the RACV guy that came and jump-started my ute for the 17th time in the last six months. It's actually probably about nine. Um, but yeah, I just got chatting um, with him after he jump-started my car last Sunday. And um, yeah, it was just um, just a great chat. Just got to talk about God and the kingdom and what God's really like and that often we, we hear stuff through the media and we, we build up these um, thoughts in our heads which are constructed by um, what people say and our experiences that make a, a view or a lens that we see him through. Like the Israelites at the bottom of Mount Sinai, Moses went up. They were able to go up, but they didn't. And they, they formed God into their image, which was a golden calf. But he wanted to reveal who he was in his true nature. And he does that for us today. And um, so I love the privilege of speaking to people. And I said to a lady on a hike in New Zealand that my, one of my roles as a senior leader is to help deconstruct people's negative views of who Jesus truly is. And just to pull them down brick by brick and say, he's not like that. Like, he's not wearing judge hat now. He'll put that on one day. He will. The Bible talks about it. But he's not wearing judge hat. He's wearing kindness hat now. And, and just that one shift radically changes everything you expect in life, this side of eternity. So I just, I just shared with him, and he was really encouraged. He said, yeah, I haven't been to church for a while. I said, no, that's all right, mate. <laughs> I didn't go to church for eight years. I lost the plot for eight years. Had a time in my life for eight years. But I just encouraged him. Like people apologize. I'm like, don't apologize. Like God sees you, loves you. And um, I just want to encourage you, man. He's better than you think. So uh, yeah, it's just so just just be encouraged that often we, we think evangel evangelism is announcing the good news. It's announcing the good news. The message of the cross is paramount in that good news. But just be encouraged that evangelism and witnessing and all that kind of stuff, which is really important, we're called to, that's why Jesus came. But just remember that it's actually announcing God, the God that's in your life. It's making known to your friends what God has done in your life. Let's not overcomplicate it. If you know why you were born again, the cross and the blood and sin was taken and all that whole deal of the cross. If you know that, perfect. But what about what he's done in your life specifically? If you marry those two together, that's evangelism. That's witnessing. Just sharing your life with God, with people. So we just get to do that while the battery's being changed. So I've got a message today that I think will be encouraging. I feel like it's a now word from the Lord that is where we're at currently. Over the last four weeks, we've shared our heart and vision for this church, our eight core beliefs, our vision of presence, health, and influence. Health is not, we love physical healing, but the health in our vision is not physical healing. That's somewhere else in what we believe. But health is our inner world, our character, our transformation, our renewed mind, the inner part of our world that nobody sees, emotional health, stewarding our soul really well, knowing that what we need, that we need connection, we need significance, we need acceptance, we need approval, we need these things. It's healthy, you have needs. 
and it's okay to communicate needs in friendships, relationships, marriages. It's important to communicate needs and what you need. And then, hey, what do you need from this? Because we don't want to miss each other with a need. So we've been talking about presence. We're going after his presence. We're not making excuses. We're not beating around the bush. We are after his face. Like 2, two Chronicles 5.14, I think it is. Um, no, it is. I just reminded as I said it. But the, it was about the ark coming in. They brought the ark in, Solomon's temple. And then it said the priest could not minister because the glorious presence of the Lord was there. We love structure. We love putting things in place. We love leadership. We're going to do it a bit different. We love it all. It's important. But the most important thing is your face-to-face encounter with Jesus that marks you forever, that leaves you stunned. That you're leaving the car park, getting in your car, saying to your friend, I can't believe he did it again. And you're coming here Sunday and you're saying, you know what he did during the week? You know, when we're, at, we're over at Bethel for 18 months, because we just wanted to immerse ourselves in a culture that had been building for 20 years of people approaching strangers and seeing them healed on the street, about calling stuff out of people that only God could know, about saying, hey, did this happen to you? Or is this part of you? And they're like, yes, and see them light up in front of them. Because the prophetic's all about identity. It's not to call out the junk in people or to prophesy natural disasters, like some people do. But it's about saying no to the negative and saying yes to who God is. It's forbidding the no. It's forbidding what's not okay with God and saying yes to what is. Because we've been given the keys to the kingdom. We get to say, you know what? That's not okay because it's not part of the heart of Jesus. So I'm saying no here on earth because it's already been bound. So we say no. And then if we see something positive, we say yes, we can. Yes, yes, yes. Because it's already been loosed on heaven because of the cross. So we're in this life of going after the presence, of managing our inner world because the presence and the influence can only be sustained by this inner world. And man, I've got a list. I've got a list. My list would be longer than some of yours. It's true. Why am I the pastor? Uh, (laughs) Not sure. So we went over to Bethel and we just positioned ourselves in that culture for 18 months. And it's not about a church, but God uses a church to pioneer stuff. Yeah? And I feel like just with the health thing that he's doing with us, no church does that. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's going to mark us as a church. That we're going to lead families that don't know Jesus into emotional health and how to raise kids, thriving kids that honor and love and respect and, and are powerful Great families, great connections, great, all that stuff with connection and people. We're going to model it for the community. Not so they meet Jesus, because we love them. And that will come, because it's attractive. And the one behind it all is Jesus. And we're not shy about that. So we, we started sharing testimonies. And I shouted, at the end of the school, we had a 40-day Travel, we love, I haven't been traveling for a while. Um, We've got a kid on the way, which is awesome, six weeks, and Bella's too, so that's great. Bless them. Um, I'd rather kids than travel. Um, 
But yeah, we went on a 40-day travel and we said, Lee and I said to each other, for those who haven't heard, we said, let's approach one person every day that we don't know, whether it's someone serving us or just cold off the bat, just, hey, how are you going? Um, and just in some way, minister, because Jesus said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that means every day, kingdom, every day. What's the kingdom? It's God's rule, domain, authority. Everything good and perfect is in the kingdom. The kingdom's in us, Yeah. Because the Holy Spirit, the kingdom's in the Holy Spirit, Romans 14, 17. And we've got the Holy Spirit in us. So guess what? The kingdom is in you. So we get to go, oh, wow, it's in me. So I get to give it away every day because he talks to us. He equips us. He anoints us. He empowers us. And it's so exciting to be able to do it and just be normal. I know I'm not being normal. But let's just be normal. Jesus wasn't weird. He did things that were outrageous, but he wasn't weird. And people were attracted to him. News spread of him everywhere. So here's day 16. And then I'm going to talk about something that I feel like the Lord is going to drop in our hearts. Whatever that means. What does that mean? Oh, I don't know. You're going to hear me just process stuff up here that we just say stuff over the years. Christian language. And we're like, what does that even mean? He's going to drop something in our hearts. Just bear with me, church. We just say stuff and it's ridiculous. You know what I mean. And we know what we mean. Woke up pretty early and went to the top of the ship. I was in the Eastern Caribbean coming into St. Thomas. I was taking photos and a couple was next to me taking photos. I took, uh, we took photos of each other, the whole, can you take a photo of me? Oh, if you take one of me. Um, <laughs> it's the only reason I want to offer, just quietly. Um, you don't really want to just take a photo. You want them to take a photo of you. That's why you offer. And it's horrendous. And it reveals your true character. It's true, we all do it. Okay, I noticed two hearing aids. Again, I didn't need a word of knowledge. I just used my eyes. We love the gifts and we need them. We need them because it highlights that God sees them. Yeah? But if we see, you just need a word of observation. So after we chatted for a bit, my voice is gone. Oh, man, Chris, amazing. Tani team, amazing. After we chatted a bit, I just said, hey, I noticed you had hearing aids. We dialogued a bit. This was five years ago. Then I explained more about the school that we were in. I asked if I could pray. Then I put my hands on his ears at the front of the ship, Titanic style. It wasn't, uh, actually, I did have my arms around him. Um, <laughs> then I explained more about the school, put my hands and, and said, yeah, yeah, I said, yes, good on him, bold by him. I'm going to read this straight because my language is weird. I declared something over him. Then I asked about the condition specifically. After that, I prayed again and spoke to the condition and that it would break off him. That's intense language for someone on a ship. Ha, oh well. He could not check them out as the process to remove them was high. So I encouraged him to keep checking them out and thank Jesus if they improved. I got some good photos and Jesus possibly changed some guy's life forever. Then later that morning we got off and went snorkeling. One of the ladies mentioned she had bad knees. Again, nothing special, just listening and being aware. Um, Lee prayed for her and she noticed great improvement. We, we caught up with her. So we prayed for her on the boat, snorkels, life vests, bikinis, 
board shorts. We're just doing life. But that's, that's not okay. Because the kingdom's in us and the kingdom says no. So we prayed. And um, we, we caught, they walked around the town. She said, I'm not sure if I'm going to be walking around the town all day. St. Thomas, great place. And um, we caught up with them later. She didn't go back to the ship. She walked around the town the whole day because her knees got better. And, G- and, and Lee got to encourage her. How good's that? So, da-da-da-da-da. Okay, after that, that's amazing. Okay, so we, we're walking back from her just being prayed for. We didn't know it then that she got healed, partially. And I, I walked up. I, 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 I saw a group of six to seven taxi drivers standing around. This is day 16. I said to Lee, hey, come over here. We walked up to the group and I said, hey guys, my name's Justin and this is my wife, Lee. Just wanted to see if anyone had pain in their bodies. Again, not every day, but you know, you get confident because God's been healing for 15 days. So, you know, his reputation becomes a repetition or repetition becomes reputation. It's amazing. They were a bit taken back. Of course they were. And because it's a mainly Christian nation, they made sure that we were too. And we start, and they started asking what denomination and getting really intense. And we said Pentecostal, charismatic, and that, so were they. So that was okay. I had to push into it a bit and say, come on, who needs prayer? Jesus wants to heal. So one guy says, yes, my shoulder. I prayed a short prayer, um, and then boom, better. They loved it. Lee has an awesome testimony. She just prayed for one lady's leg and, um, and her foot and she prayed for it. And the lady next to her was an atheist and, and the lady um, got instantly healed and the lady next to her was watching and the lady that got healed said, I told you God was real. <laughs> like instant. And her, pray, her prayers for her friend were manifested with Lee and I showing up. Because we're all praying for our friends, Yeah. But often we're not the, we're, we're a link in the chain. That's why if every believer really showed up and understood who they really were, that we don't perform for love, but we get to demonstrate the kingdom in, in language and deed every day. Imagine. And I want to stop saying that. Imagine one day. We're in it now. And it's happening. It's brewing. It's stirring. And we're a part of it. Can you feel it? It's happening. And it's going to take a few more of us just to, but I'm, I'm stepping out. They've got a brace on and it's not okay. If I had a brace on, I'd want that to be gone. So it's stepping into empathy and compassion as well. It's key. It's massive. You okay? So we encouraged them and then we went and had lunch. Buffet in the ship. It was awesome. So during lunch, mid-lunch brackets, I ran off and prayed for two different men in their 50s who were both limping badly. Again, you talk to your wife if that's okay. Hey, we're praying for people. Can I just run off and pray for them? Because you're having lunch with her. <laughs> it's not like you have a romantic dinner and then, excuse me, I'm going off for an hour praying for people. That's not okay. Go, oh, I'm praying. God's number one. You're an idiot. So you learn, you learn all that, don't you? So after lunch, we get into a taxi downtown, cool town, typical Caribbean look and feel. I've never been there, so I don't know why I said that. Yeah, man, I wrote. We walked uh, the long main strip and we're looking at the shops. We had to go into a pharmacy for Lee. As we were paying, I said to the lady, do you have pain in your right knee? She said, I have pain, I have pain in both knees. How did you know? I said, Jesus told me. 
He speaks to me. After you serve the gentleman, I was just bold. I just said, after you serve the gentleman, I'll pray for you and the pain will go away. Because when you start seeing it more and more and more, then it's like, of course he's going to do it. Awesome. I asked, so I knelt, I knelt down and I commanded the pain to leave. I asked her to check it out. Bam, better. Then I said, um, do something that you couldn't do before. So she, she squatted down and she started crying. It was incredible. I explained to her what had happened. I explained the gospel and I asked if she wanted to receive Jesus. She was so close, but her boss was watching and she freaked out a little bit and went back to the register. And I told her that I'd pray for her. I didn't need to use observation or my eyes in that moment. I needed God to know that he saw her. So we walked out of the store and I see a man and a woman standing, talking in the front of their jewelry store. We said, hello. And, I, and then they said, how are you? And I said, amazing, Jesus is healing people. So I said, this is one of those days, one of those days. I'm just going to do it. I, I, know, I know the story. So we prayed for this, we prayed for this guy and he said, alright, grab my hand in the Caribbean after I said that Jesus was healing someone, grabbed my hand, took me into the store and said, my wife's got hemorrhoids. Do you know what hemorrhoids are? So this is pretty awkward. So I'm like, okay, Jesus was healing and that's great. So I just put my hand on her back and commanded the pain to leave. And she went like that and the pain left. She said, can you pray for the other shop owner? Prayed for their encourage. As I'm looking back, Lee's prophesying over the guy over his business and we're still in Facebook contact. Then we walked out and there was a guy in a wheelchair and Lee just went over to him and started praying for him. We saw him later and I've got the photo of him pushing the wheelchair. He wasn't paralyzed or a quadriplegic because we want to be integrous with our testimonies. But there was something going on for him to need a wheelchair. So Lee prayed, and we've got a photo, I'll post it. And, and he's pushing the wheelchair. We kept going, there was a drunk lady. Um, and, and I said something, she was limping, and I said, hey, I'm going to pray for you, and, and God's going to heal you. And she said, are you a healer? And I'm like, no, but um, I said something like, she goes, I'm an I'm a energy healer or something. I said, oh, wow, the Holy Spirit's my spirit guide. You know, I don't, that's not my default, but, but I, I use language that she would understand. And then, and then I started explaining to her, da-da-da-da, about the Holy Spirit's job is to point us to Jesus, and Jesus points to the Father, and just this whole connection of the Trinity, and how that they love her. Anyway, she felt fire on her. She said, I feel fire, and we encouraged her, and she started walking normally. Then we just kept going, and I went into a store, a jewelry store, and there's momentum, Yeah? Like momentum, momentum, momentum is important. You, yeah, it's massive. Walked into a store and I said, hey man, is your neck sore? And he goes, yep. I'm like, ooh. I said, I'm going to pray for you and it's going to go away. I didn't even touch him and prayed. I said, check your neck. And he jumped back and freaked out and goes, what's this? We didn't say it like an Australian, but he was, he was like, what's this? Is this magic? He said it. He said, is this magic? And I was like, this is amazing because it's supernatural, but it's sad that that's the answer. Why can't it be, oh, Jesus healed me? It's because I've heard about that. So we just kept walking. There was probably four or five other things. Went to a surf store, bought a pair of cool shoes. And, um, and I said to the lady behind the counter, hey, do you play guitar? She goes, yep. I said, do you write music? She goes, sort of. And I said, God wants you to write music and he's going to reveal himself to you through your own lyrics. 
Does that make sense? She goes, no, but I do play guitar. Thank you. So we're just on this journey. We're on this journey of understanding about the kingdom and about what's required, about what, what life he's pulled us into. And, and I've been thinking about, I've been thinking about all of that stuff that happened in America. And then we went to Cuba and Columbia and it happened there. And it's happened a couple of hundred times over here in the last four years, just all the time. Let a lady to the Lord in Safeway. She had a mild, beautiful deliverance in Safeway, shaking, stop shaking, accepted Jesus just before Christmas. This starts all the time. Words of knowledge for people that are backing off um, with soil for my landscaping. Um, it's, it's, it's consistent. It's consistent. It's constant. It's continuous. And I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about my life. Like we've had a big season shift with becoming the senior leaders of this church. So you, you reflect when big milestones come. At a 40th, a 50th, a 21st, you reflect. It causes you to look back and go, wow, here I am. Let's talk a little bit about what's been before me. Speeches and all that sort of stuff brings that into context. And I've been doing that a lot. I was redoing my new office up the back because I kicked Mike out. No, I didn't. <laughs> we discussed that's my new office. And, um, and I was ripping up the carpet and painting it. And if you had told me when I came here, long hair, hungover, in the back row in 2002, when I went out the back of in that office after church and had yellow donuts with Kathy Scott and the door welcome team, if you had told me on that morning that I'd be senior leader and I'd be ripping up the carpet 16 years later, like seriously. But... So what, what is it, what is this, what are the, some of the keys to, to seeing God's hand on our life? What's the keys? Because I've been thinking about the dreams, the desires, what we want to do with the, a kid's wing out the back, a creche wing out the side. Thinking about the dreams and we want people to feel his presence driving down the road. We want people to be emotionally whole. We want people to have influence, that they bring God and life to conversations, political, social issues. They bring the kingdom aspect with their language and and it's valued because of who you are, because of the way you carry yourself, because kindness fuels your responses. So this is the kingdom life. We get to show up everywhere we go. But I felt like God, when we're on the cruise, I was sitting on the top. It was a nightclub, but I got there at like 6.30 a.m. to have my time with Jesus. Grabbed a Starbucks coffee. Don't judge me. It was the only coffee on there. Three shots, three-quarter milk, a little bit of vanilla in there, thank you. They normally put four pumps, which is outrageous. I'll just have one because that's enough. So I went up there with my coffee, banana, and muffin and my Bible and started praying. And I felt the Lord put, put some words um, in my spirit spoke to me in, in my inner man, um, and I was gonna, we were going to launch them last year. And Lee's like, hey, why don't we do it next year? And I'm like, it's not a big thing. But I'm like, yeah, and then we started praying about the vision, presence, health, influence, and that's all good. But I just felt this word like just kept nagging me and looking back at my life and looking back at the fruit and looking back at where I've come from. And there's so many full circle stories We've got full circle stories where we were here. Like I was sitting in Stairway Church up the back. <laughs> and Scott Thompson's on the stage sharing about tumors dissolving. And I'm, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I want to be him. This is like 2006. And I'm like, I want to be him. Because 
when I said yes to Jesus, I read like Shadows Heal People, Peter's Shadow, and I'm like, I want that. I don't just want to know this by, by, we love the Word of God, we love the Scriptures, we build our life on it, but if it's just in the pages, I don't want it. It's got to bounce off the pages in life and explode so people get transformed. And I'm like, I want this. So we went to Bethel. And I, I'm at Reading one day. And my friend Ken, who came here, led worship, big guy, beard, six foot six. He's, no, anyway, I won't say that. Um, <laughs> and, and he's like, hey, man, I want to catch up with you. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And he goes, I'm catching up with a friend. I'm like, okay, you go hang out with your friend. He goes, dude, I want you to come. I'm like, no, no, it's your best friend. You guys hang out. I'm just being like an orphan. You know, like, you go, you go, you go. And he goes, can you just be a son and come? And I'm like, okay, cool. Cried, yep. Um, anyway, I get to dinner. Scott Thompson's there. And I, I saw his tip for the um, ribs that he had, and it was like 10 times the meal. And I'm like, that was just interesting. Because it's kingdom, yeah? We tip. Even if the service is bad, we tip. Not because of the service, it's because of who we are. We're people of honor. <laughs> wow. So anyway, so that's cool. So we, we develop a Facebook relationship, um, and I start talking to him about coming out. And as you know, he came out with Justin, and he came out a second time with Ken. And that's all great. But the first time it came out, so that's back when I was sitting at Stairway 2007. So fast forward, he came out and spent two weeks with us, and we were at Stairway on the Sunday night, right? This was like 10 years later, and then and, uh, eight years later. Then we go up to the young adults and start ministering, and then he pulls me up on stage, and we start prophesying together at Stairway, where I first was sitting there saying, I want to be you. I didn't make this up this morning, but he left these shoes in my house. The shoes I'm wearing his shoes today as well. And I, didn't, I wasn't even going to say that, but that's just weird. I'm not going to get super weird with that, but it is weird that I'm wearing Scott's shoes. I was going to post them, but I like them. So I'm actually going to hang on to them because, uh, yeah, that's great. So, um, so, but these full circle moments, like what is it about it? After I got saved, I went up to Oxford Falls. Mike Moody, remember Mike Moody? What a legend. He took me up to Oxford Falls to Hillsong and went there and Phil Pringle's there ministering and people are falling over and they're not touching. And I'm like, I'm a week saved, but I'm like, I'm all in. Started Bible college the week after, went to Hillsong Conference, went Oxford Falls and the Holy Spirit's moving. I'm sitting there going, what is going on? Anyway, fast forward a week after I become senior leader, I went to a conference at Enjoy Church, just building connection with them in the ACC. Phil Pringle's preaching and I'm a bit like, oh, I'm scared, but um, but... <laughs> But then his message, he started talking about fresh oil. He goes, I was going to talk about identity, but I'm changing it. And I could just, I could just see, and I started feeling the presence really strongly. It was ridiculous. Danny Parker was sitting next to me, and I'm just sort of, oh, wow. I'm in all sorts, actually. And um, it was amazing. Like, he's so good and can be so real. We want to experience him. Anyway, so he does an altar call. And I'm, I like altar calls, but I'm not like an altar call. Ju- uh, I won't say that word. I don't want to always go down. The, I don't want to always go down on an altar call, like just for the sake of it. Um, altar calls reveal hunger. So they are good. And humility. So I was like, I'm going down the front. And I promise you, I think I'll say it. I, I make big statements, but I think I had the most powerful encounter of my life. So it's a full circle. One week after being saved at Oxford Falls, Phil Pringles ministry and don't know what's going on. One week after I become senior leader, I have the most incredible, wild, intense encounter where I can't even describe it. He's prophesying. And I'm like, if I open my eyes, he will be pointing at me. It's that intense. And I've got to get the video because it might. I don't know. 
But, um, but what is it about this? What is it about this? What's the word that he put on my heart? What was the word that he reminded my thoughts? And the word is consistency. It's consistency. There's something about consistency. Where are you going with this? There's something about consistency. You just think about anything and everything. Olympic athletes. Think about them. What will stamp their life? Consistency. If they do not train consistently, they will not make the Olympics. If AFL footballers do not do the things that they need to do on a consistent basis, they will not play at that level. A lawyer or doctor doing a medical degree, if they are not consistent in their studies and learning and growing, they cannot get to where they want to go. It's a thing that we know, but it's a thing that is very hard because it requires discipline. Swimmers, you ask a a parent of a swimmer that's up and coming, it is up really early, swimming laps after lap. It's consistent. How does trust happen between a relationship if it's been broken? It's consistent behavior over a period of time. We've been teaching Bella. I personally have been teaching Bella. Nothing against Lee, but this is something that just, I love doing. Colors. And she knows about 15 colors now. And I hold it up. And she says them. And it's amazing. She's been doing that for like six months. And I'm passionate about it. But if we did that once a month, nothing's going to happen. You know this. It's consistency. I'm passionate about her learning numbers. Like me, and it's got to a point where I'll show up four, and I'm like, what's this? And she'll say four, not just in a line. And it's awesome. But if we do that once a year, it's impossible. It's consistency. It's consistency. So I want to read you a definition about consistency. It describes something that's done the same way for a long time. Steadfast adherence to the same principles, the same course, or the same form. Those with the most consistency are those that, can, that succeed faster than others and achieve more in less time. You think about a professional golfer. Rory McIlvelle, is that his name? McElroy. I combine the jockey as well, Kieran McAvoy. Um, but he hits like 20,000 golf balls a year. It's about 60 a day or 50 a day. Just, it's consistent. Like out of, a, I mean, I won't pick on sports, but that, that's such a technical game that consistency is required. My life, when I look back at those things that started in my heart, that were the stirring and the passion and the hunger, when I look back from now till then, 10 years, 12 years, 8, 7, whatever it is, the, 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 the label that's on it has been consistency. It, it doesn't mean it's every day, but it's consistent. And it's the thing, it's stewarding. The Bible talks about we steward things, which is to take careful manage of them. Like God is, it's not chaotic, it's not random, it's not whatever. He's so into consistency. Let me read a couple of scriptures to you. Let us not be, Galatians 6, 9. This will be on the podcast. Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we don't give up. Consistency. Hebrews 13, 5. Jesus is consistent. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
1 Samuel 15, 29. And he who is the glory of Israel, it's God, will not lie, nor will he change his mind, for he's not a human that he should change his mind. He's consistent. He's constant. He's sure. In the early church, when, it, when they, Jesus went up and, and he said, stay here, you're going to receive power and you're going to do greater works than I'm going to do. The early church, let's read three scriptures and then I'll open this up a little bit more, what this means for us with consistency in our lives, with our families, in the church and in our communities. Consistency. If we can be constant, if we can be continuous, if we can have consistency in our lives, it will be the determining factor whether everything that you want to see will happen or not. And I say or not, it can't happen without it. Acts 1.14. This is the early church, the apostles that were getting fired up and praying for people. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women and the brothers of Jesus. They were constantly, there's something about consistently praying Jesus used that analogy with prayer about the woman and the title deed and the property. Hey, and he's bashing on the lawyer. And he's like, this is, this is good. This is kingdom. We've got to be persistent in prayer. We've got to be consistent. This is a really big deal. I want you to have a think about your life and the things of God and the things that you want to grow in. How's your consistency? Because it's the determining factor on how we grow, where we grow, if we grow. It's a really big deal. If Chris is not consistently practicing, then, then nothing happens. If you want to pick up guitar and play it three times a year, it's impossible to learn the guitar. And we clap and cheer and concur with all the things about Olympic athletes, all the things about doctors and lawyers, all the things about kids learning, all the things about these golfers and professional athletes and anyone who's got to have some level of consistency to grow and we clap and cheer and nod our head. But what happens with us, with the things of God, with, with the things that we want to see, with presence, health and influence? with establishing a supernatural culture upon God's presence, which causes us to live in love, health, honor, and power as we introduce the world to Jesus every day. Where are we at with consistency? With the gifts, the spiritual gifts, where are you at with consistency? The Bible says to eagerly pursue it like a militant force. I'm going after this. Everything you've got, go after the spiritual gifts. Why? Because they cause people to come alive to be transformed by Jesus, not to show off that I'm operating in the supernatural. It's for people. How are you going? Are you consistently growing and learning and stepping out and being activated and training in the miraculous? Those that want to memorize scripture, how are you going? Are you consistently reading the Bible? It's not a you must read the Bible. You get to. You get to discover more about his character and nature. You get to be pulled into an experience. John 5.39, Jesus said, you think it's through the scriptures that you have eternal life. No, 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 no. They point to me and I'm a person with a character and nature that you get to experience. So how are you going? Consistency. It's a big deal. We can't grow in our worship if we only worship on Sundays. It is impossible. And what happens a lot of the time, because we're so busy, we're consistent with everything else. But then we come into church and wonder why the momentum and I don't know if I want to go and church is an option. And believe me, we have just, 
We're changing things around where there's so many options. If you want to come, come. You've heard us share about our heart. We're not being like, you've got to be here. <laughs> there's healthy expectations on our leadership team, but not intense. Not like crazy. But consistency is such a big deal. Momentum is such a big deal. What's, what's the last four weeks been about? It's been about us sharing about culture. The point of the last month was to announce what we want to see happen in and through Destiny Church via meetings, ministries, and people. Consistency requires discipline. Small disciplines repeated with consistency every day lead to great achievements gained slowly over time. It's a big deal, hey? Motivation gets you going, but discipline keeps you growing. It doesn't matter how talented you are. It doesn't matter how many opportunities you receive. If you want to grow, consistency is key. You okay? Consistency uh, creates culture and culture causes momentum and momentum uh, sees the vision happen. Consistency creates culture and culture causes momentum and momentum sees the vision happen. The crazy thing about God is just because he said it doesn't mean it will happen. We say that all the time. It's a weird thing. God said it. It's going to happen. It's not true. God said it. It's going to happen. It's not true. You, I, can give, I can give mum a prophetic word. I can give you a prophetic word. I can share a scripture with you. You can receive a promise from the Lord. But if, if there's nothing on our part to actually go after it, then it remains a prophetic word. I can call out a word of knowledge now. It's not magic. It requires something from you, whether it's coming forward. That, that might be it. You might get healed as you step out of your seat. I can, I can say this sort of stuff, but it's not magic. It requires something from us. Without belief, without faith, without action, without stewarding, it remains a promise. It remains a prophetic word. It just remains a thought. It remains an idea. Everything that we've said, if we do nothing about it, if we don't actually, that's how, why you guys have been reading the books, hopefully, but there's a how it plays out section. There's a defining it section. We don't want to just talk. Like we're going to go after this stuff. We're going to go after it. We're going to be consistent with our language. We're going to be consistent with our actions. It's such a big deal. And I want to encourage you guys, let's be consistent. What are the things that he's put in you? Because without consistency, it, it can't happen. 